and welcome to Inside IB, your guide to the ins and outs of student life at Imperial College Business School. Real experiences as told by the students themselves. This podcast is your one-stop shop on what it's like to study at Imperial on one of our master's or MBA programs. I'm Julia McShane, Director of Student Life at the Business School. In this series, we're covering everything you need to know about joining the Business School and the fantastic opportunities on offer to you as a student. For our fourth episode, we will be discussing all things student leadership. There are so many leadership opportunities on offer to you as a student, from our Dean Student Advisory Council, DSAC for short, to the Student Staff Committee for your programme, careers clubs and student ambassador roles. Taking up one of these roles is a really great way to develop your leadership abilities before you step into your career post-imperial. Being a student leader is also more than just developing personally. It's also an amazing way to make connections and friendships for life. You will be hearing from two of our students today about their experiences being a student leader and what some of their roles entail. Joining us is Clara Aligaleb, MSc International Health Management student and president of the DSAC. And second, we'll be chatting to Alberta Asafo Asamoa, Vice President of the Imperial MBA Women and Employer Relations Director of the Africa Business Club. All right, so I would like to welcome our first guest, Clara. Hello and welcome to Inside IB. Hi, Julia. Hi, we are going to start with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay, where were you before you joined Imperial? So I was in Dublin in Ireland and I was working in a really big teaching hospital called the Matter University Hospital and I was working there as a pharmacist. Amazing. And can you share the story of when you received your offer to Imperial? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it was uh, during lockdown. It was April last year. So COVID had just like been a thing in Ireland for just over a month. So I was, you know, finding the new me and I was on a run. And, you know, as every I suppose, amateur runner, I had my phone in my hand and I got my, I got like a ping, an email to say that I got accepted. And I honestly just started crying with, with excitement and joy. I I didn't think I'd get accepted because it was such a far-fetched idea that, you know, a pharmacist from Dublin would move to London to do a business degree. So yeah, that's what I was doing. I was going for a run. (laughs) Amazing. Did you finish your run or did you go home and celebrate? Oh my God, I did not finish that run. No, I (laughs) wish. How would you describe your imperial experience in three words? So my imperial experience, I think it's very, very, very tough uh, to put it into three words. But the first word is going to be diversity. Um, I came from a place where I would have never imagined being in a community with such diverse students. So that's definitely the first word. Second word would be challenging. Because, you know, this is just a new age uh, for students and a new age for student leadership. So that's definitely a word I would describe. And then the next word, my final word would probably be passion. Because ever since I came to Imperial, I've just been on this pursuit of what is my passion. And I can see everyone around me. They just 
ooze that they're here to find that. Excellent. I love that. Three very different, but quite brilliant words. Um, so just as you, this is the last little kind of short question, could you give us the inside scoop on your favourite like quiet spot to think on campus or if you found a little pocket in South Kensington you can go to? I wouldn't say quiet spot, but outside the library on the Queen's Lawn, there are some benches and it is such a fantastic place to sit, especially when the weather is nice and dry. Now, don't get me wrong, I have sat there in the middle of the rain, but it is uh, such an open space, such a colourful space, and you get to see students walking around. You get to see, you know, people who live in the neighbourhood walking their dogs or being with their kids on the lawn. And it's a really nice place where you get to see community also have a breath of fresh air and clear your thoughts. So I think that's my favourite place. I love that, Lauren. So we've got to know you a little bit better. Can you explain to us and for incoming students, what is the Dean Student Advisory Council? So the Dean Student Advisory Council is um, the highest governing, I suppose, student body at Imperial College Business School. It is made up of student leaders representing all the cohorts, so all the MSEs and MBAs, all the programs that are provided to students in Imperial. And it is a group of student leaders that have come together that report directly to the dean's office and work hand in hand with student life. Um, And that's where I work with you, Julia. And what (laughs) we do is we are fundamentally agents of change. It's very different to being on a student union as part of an undergraduate, because on DSAC, we work in partnership with staff to bring forward and enhance student experiences from all, all sectors, such as academia, social careers. And it's a platform where students can come together with staff and try and innovate. That is a great description. Thank you. And you are the president of the Dean Student Advisory Council. Can you tell us a bit more about your role? I am studying a master's in international health management. And when the course started back in September, we were told about opportunities that, you know, we could apply to be on the student staff committee. So that's an SSC for for our listeners that might not know. And I was so excited to apply for this. So every course has a student leader who works as part of this SSC committee and you could be the president or the academic lead, the careers lead or the social lead. And you apply for that position anonymously. You're voted in by your like your peers, your classmates. So I was voted into the chair position. All chairs are then given a seat on the Dean Student Advisory Council, which is a great opportunity. Then when you're on DSAC, you're further given the opportunity to apply for various roles within DSAC. And I really, really wanted to be president. So I applied for the role. I was shortlisted for interview, successful at the interview. And yeah, now I hold that position as president. And a huge part of my role is to make sure that, you know, the other 43 members of the of DSAC are supported, motivated, encouraged to, you know, for like further take their leadership activities and roles. And, you know, I'm really there as as a communicator and a bit of a facilitator as well. Brilliant. And what are, what are the favorite parts of this role? What are your favorite parts? 
So a huge, you know, getting to know students around the university has been great. Connecting with staff that I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet and connect with has also been amazing. It's been such a privilege feeling like I'm both an active member of the student community, but also working side by side with staff makes me feel like I'm a bridge between both of them. So that has been one of my favorite, favorite parts. Also, the role has given me such cool opportunities like featuring on this podcast and doing, <laughs> doing interviews for articles and hosting social events. So that's been so much fun. But one thing that's going to sound super cheesy is, you know, the best part and my favorite part is that I'm a woman from an ethnic minority and I'm in this amazing school and I'm in a position of leadership. So I can act as an agent of change and I can bring a voice to over 2000 students. And these students are smart and strong and enthusiastic. So the whole position is like a, it's like a dream for me. Brilliant. And why did you decide to apply? What was your kind of motivation behind that? One of the biggest things was, you know, I worked as a pharmacist in a hospital during COVID. So I was very, very much so a frontline worker in that capacity. When I came to Imperial as the cohort of 2020, I made an informed decision that, you know, maybe COVID was here for a long time a bit longer than what we had hoped for. So I really wanted to then be on the front line of student leadership. I wanted to, you know, be in a position where I could support students and especially students who did not have the experience that I had as a frontline worker and support them through, you know, what is a very dynamic stage and has certainly been, you know, an unprecedented time. We've experienced things this year as students that never in our wildest dreams would we have thought we would experience. So in terms of leadership, I really wanted to be in the role. In terms of student engagement, I really wanted to create, you know, an open platform of communication where even though we weren't physically together as students, as a DSAC, I really wanted to focus on open open and consistent communication. So they were the main two reasons, student engagement and leadership. Brilliant. And what's been the most rewarding thing you've achieved with the DSAC this year? There are so many aspects, Julia, I could talk about here. You know, in terms of student engagement at a time where students are remote and not together, I'm so proud that DSAC was able to maintain that open communication I just spoke about. And for me, it was very important that I maintained a consistency of communicating with my vice presidents. So on DSAC, just for our listeners, we have eight vice presidents and they are in super, super cool different roles. So we also have a council of 43 student leaders on that. So I wanted to make sure that there was a lot of communication with with all of them. So my biggest mission was to ensure everyone was comfortable and at ease talking to me about any issues they were having, any ideas they had to innovate our new methods of teaching and then ways to improve student life. I'm very, very proud that we were able to achieve that. Um, another thing I suppose I'd love to talk about is that in DSAC, we have different vice presidents, as I just said, and each of them have different roles and responsibilities and tasks to achieve. So I used to meet with them individually on a two-week rotation, and we worked through ideas, we troubleshoot issues, brainstormed innovations, and then we fundamentally presented this to the dean's office. 
through this, we achieved so much. And one thing that was one of my favorite was with EDI, we created like a diversity podcast, which has never been created before. And I featured on that, which was so exciting, but it showcased, you know, the, the diversity at Imperial, which was amazing to bring to the forefront. We enhanced multimodal teaching, which is probably a word never used, you know, before COVID. <laughs> and we did this through our edge tech team. And, you know, we, we took in a lot of student feedback. So user feedback that was live and engaging. Um, the other thing that I really wanted to create, and I spoke about this at my DSAC president interview was as part of a legacy, I wanted DSAC to leave behind was a societal engagement pro- uh, project. And we call, we've called this Imperial Resume. Now I'm very happy to say that we are at the pilot stage and we as students will be providing a CV workshop um, and sessions of these hopefully for the residents of White City in London. And the aim is as students who have a fantastic career service at Imperial, we can take what we've learned and the careers consultants will be training these student volunteers to give these workshops and give back to the community of White City. Um, The last thing I suppose I'll say about achievements is in the age of social media, I really wanted to focus on getting the DSAC name out there in the student community. So I did a lot of takeovers of Imperial Biz Instagram page. And, you know, we had pictures of council members posted. We showcased all the work that we did. And, you know, just to create a more of a presence on LinkedIn. So that has been extremely rewarding. Are there any lessons that you've learned kind of about yourself or about leadership that you would, you know, you will take on past, past your time with us? I think at every stage, whether you're, you know, in your professional career or during your student student journey, there are always lessons, lessons to be learned. And a huge thing I learned this year was to always put yourself forward for all opportunities that are in line with your personal, academic and career goals, no matter how daunting that sounds. I also learned that coming to a top university is not just about learning in the classroom. So whether your classroom is virtual or in person, now the classes and the lecturers are great, but when you come to university like Imperial, there's so much diversity. So you learn from the conversations around a coffee table, around lunchtime, in Zoom breakout sessions, having discussions amongst peers. So I learned that it's important to put yourself out there, to be yourself and put in the effort to actually get to know the people that you're sharing your experiences with. Amazing. So I have one final question for you. Why would you encourage future students to take on a student leadership position at Imperial? Being a student leader gives you great insight into all the behind the scenes work that staff at the university do uh, to enhance the student experience. And that just gives you a completely different dimension to appreciation And that in turn actually makes your experience quite fulfilled. It's also a great networking opportunity and also a great opportunity, sorry, and also a great opportunity to learn about who you are as a student, as a leader, as, you know, someone in a classroom, you can really see your capabilities when you 
are in a dynamic and progressive role. So definitely I encourage anyone who's interested to, to do it. And I also think when you learn about yourself, it's really important to go into a role wanting to progress and wanting to get out of your comfort zone. So yeah, they're the reasons. Thank you very much. They were brilliant answers, Clara, a real insight into student leadership, which some of which I didn't know, and we meet weekly. So that's quite impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, thanks so much for having me on this podcast. It's been a great opportunity. And I just wanted to say to people that are listening who would like to go for student opportunities and leadership opportunities at the school, you know, drop me a LinkedIn message. I'd be more than happy to get in touch and have a chat. Our second guest today is Alberta. Hi, and welcome to Inside IB. Hi, Julia. I'm very happy to be here with you today. Great. So I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Let's get started. Where were you before you joined Imperial? I was starting a... um, educational e-commerce um, sort of platform and also consultancy. Um, but before that, I was working at the Royal Bank of Scotland, NatWest Now, um, as a corporate banker, um, as an assistant director, so providing lending to sort of companies um, in Europe. Amazing, amazing. And um, how did you first learn about the Imperial full-time MBA programme? So funnily enough, I've always known I wanted to do an MBA after undergrad. <laughs> so that's in 2013. <laughs> But I'm so happy that I didn't do the MBA after undergrad because I'm, you know, my, my motivations are so different from what I wanted to do. Um, so I kind of knew that, I, that there were some top schools in the UK and or in Europe that I wanted to apply to. So obviously Imperial was on the list because of the sort of the STEM focused um, curriculum. And I think that's what I really wanted. I was actually supposed to be in the previous cohort. But I really, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I, I deferred for one year. Um, and obviously with COVID, you know, oh gosh, the world totally changed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't know whether it's a good thing, <laughs> but, you know, I think Imperial obviously sort of adapted to it. So I think this cohort, it was made sort of easier. What has been your like number one lesson you've learned about yourself so far from the MBA? I think that um, I've always been someone who, if I'm interested in something, I'll just go for it. And I just go in by myself. I'll just do my own thing. Um, <laughs> But, and that's, but I've found that you actually really need to work with other people. It really helps. It avoids burnout. It really avoids um, you uh, making the wrong decisions. It avoids spending a lot of money on something that, you know, someone else could tell you um, before sort of going into it. Because I've had many of those because I'm so sort of focused on achieving something. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that's one of the lessons I've learned that actually Imperial Cohort, they've been so wonderful in so many different ways. And I think going forward, I'll definitely utilize more people and not really focus on internalizing things or, you know, doing things alone. So that's definitely one of my main lessons. Okay, so we've got a little bit um, of insight into you. Can we chat a little bit about your leadership roles? So you have got two positions on two student clubs. Um, Can you tell me, um, tell us a a bit about each of them? Sure. So I'm in the Africa Business Club. And, um, you know, the main focus this year has been sort of built around um, four pillars, which are sort of connecting Imperial College talent to African opportunities, um, promoting being talent within Imperial College and beyond, um, fostering mentorship through our sort of mentorship program, 
and also creating industry-specific content to, um, to bring Bain businesses and professionals into mainstream focus. Um, so that's been our sort of the objective of the actual organization this year. And within that, I'm a um, employer relations director. So because my focus post-MBA would be sort of working within the African um, market and diaspora, um, I just thought it would be a great opportunity for me to be in a role where I can help people sort of source opportunities um, in the continent. Also ensure that sort of um, the employees in Africa also know Imperial's name. Um, so that's one of the main targets that I've been sort of trying to achieve um, during this journey. I'm also in the Imperial MBA Women's Group, which is a student-led um, group that was actually founded by Brianna Johnson from the previous cohort. Um, and she kind of saw that there wasn't a really strong sort of connection between the women across the MBA programs, sort of EMBA, WMBA, and so on and so forth. So she created the group and um, she created like a database of people, some alumni and also current students. And this year, I'm sort of the vice president in the Imperial MBA group. So I've been trying to sort of grow that sort of database and also, you know, champion a few initiatives um, there. So it's been a really wonderful opportunity because I've had, um, I've been able to sort of meet several women um, across the different programs. And it's been very interactive. Our WhatsApp group is probably one of the most interactive I've ever been, <laughs> I've ever been in. So that's great. You, you mentioned briefly a couple of quotes, and so that you, there's you're connected not just with the full time MBA, but with the executive MBA and the weekend MBA. Yes, as part of Imperial MBA Women. So our WhatsApp group is, and you also we also have an alumni and WhatsApp group as well. So if you yeah, if you want to leave, you can stay on the group, but if you, you wanted to leave, you can join the alumni WhatsApp group as well. Um, so. Usually people send some really interesting conversations um, to, that are pertinent to the world um, world issues. So it's been very, very good. Brilliant. And and these relationships that you have built, how have you benefited from them in both clubs? Um, I, I think for Imperial MBA women, um, one, I think, like I mentioned that, you know, I've always been someone who I, I'm sort of focused on sort of what I'm doing or do things alone. And, you know, when I was, because I'm starting a new startup for the African market and um, you know, when it comes to sort of creating um, a survey or responses to things that you need, you know, because there's so many women in the platform, they will sort of answer all your questions. They will, sub, you know, they'll answer the surveys. And that's been really helpful for my EJ. I need access to this survey. It sounds like this type of group. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> no, honestly, there's a really, really, really good um, WhatsApp group. Um, you know, people have talked about um, sort of how to negotiate salary. Um, so those are the kind of things that I've sort of benefited from, just, just that normal conversations and also with my you know, business um, that I'm trying to start after the MBA. Um, and also, actually, yesterday, someone sort of contacted me because they wanted to talk about social entrepreneurship. So they wanted to understand sort of the legal structure behind that um, because I've been involved in you know, the social impact investing space. So just having conversations with like-minded individuals, um, exchanging sort of, our, you know, some of the, our experiences um, business ideas and so on and so forth. That's been really, really helpful for me. And from the African Business Club um, angle, um, obviously, you know, my focus is obviously trying to create opportunities in Africa. So I've met quite a few employers who want to engage with the, the club. And I think this is, those are some of the relationships that I can sort of take forward. I've had a chance to um, host a couple of events um, and really sort of improve confidence or know how to sort of um, um, talk um, impromptu, you know, just little soft skills that you, 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 you know, you really need. Um, and also just building relationships with individuals who are interested across um, the, um, across Africa, because my main, my main interests have always been in East and West. And I think just knowing um, other people in the other continents have been, um, has been quite useful, especially for, for research purposes. 
Amazing. So you, obviously you talked about the four pillars within the Africa Business Club. What are the kind of, kind of key goals that you guys have set yourselves and you've achieved this year? We've compiled a list of potential organisations, multinational organisations with a presence in Africa. And we've actually had quite a few of them um, who want to engage with us um, in, in the long term. Um, so provide opportunities, perhaps understand sort of the profile of the members of the club, um, just so that when there are opportunities, they can sort of pass them on. Um, we've also had some of them join our, some of our events, so talk about technology and entrepreneurship in Africa. Um, we had some really great employers sort of really want to engage with us for the long term. So I think that's been the main goal, the employment side of things. And um, because Imperial has been great in terms of sort of Europe and um, Asia and North America, but I think there still needs to be some more space built on sort of Africa and entrepreneurship. And I think that's where we've been able to plug the gap a little bit. Um, and we are sort of trying to define our summer strategy and long-term strategy. And I think the, the current executive members and the president have done a really good job in um, sort of delivering some of the initial goals that we have achieved. Um, we've definitely made contact with more than, um, I'll probably say more than 20 um, employers who are actively engaged. Incredible. Um, and we want to keep that going for the next for the next yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's been really interesting this year seeing a lot of the talks have happened obviously online, but I actually feel like that's given the clubs, especially the regional clubs, a better reach and a better um, chance to really engage with uh, more, you know, linked up members than perhaps than people just sat in London. Actually, I think it's made your clubs really global. I think that's been really exciting to see happen. Um, and so why, I've just talked about this, so I should have read this question first, but why is it important for the business school to have specific regional clubs? Um, well, I think representation. Um, yeah. You know, we, we all come from different walks of life, um, different countries. So you need to be able to represent them. You know, obviously, when it comes to employment, that a lot of people come to Imperial because Imperial is a great institution. You know, employers look at Imperial students. So if I'm, for example, a, a Ghanaian student, and I'm attending Imperial, I want to be able to know that Imperial is ensuring that they're building connections with potential employers outside of Europe, for example, or that Imperial also pushes sort of EDI initiatives. So I think really you want to be able to see yourself within the institution. And I do think that Imperial has done a good job in terms of the cohorts. I think we're all very, very diverse. So in terms of the structural aspect of, of things, which is sort of the job opportunities, I think obviously more can be done, but it's obviously evolving. And I've had the opportunity to sit on some of the panels internally and I think that's been engaging because I've been able to sort of try and push the African Business Club, uh, our sort of four pillars, and just have conversations with other clubs as well, um, just to see what other people are doing so we can sort of work together. Um, so, yeah, I, definitely regional clubs are very, very important. Um, and also you want to make sure that, you know, in comparison to other universities, you're also leading, leading the way um, in terms of conversations on different topics. So. Yeah. Amazing. So you've had two, the two very different roles, the kind of employer relations role, and then obviously with the MBA Women's Network. How have both of these roles kind of complemented your leadership growth on the MBA? Because that's quite a big part of the MBA. Yeah, um, I think the Imperial MBA Women has been very, because it's new, um, it means that I can sort of start a new initiative and that you know hasn't been started before. So it, it kind of forces you to be quite entrepreneurial in a way. Um, you know, one of the things that I did was sort of help edit and then launch the first newsletter. And we've had a couple of newsletters since then. Um, 
and that has been very useful because I've had the chance to sort of interview other women, do profiles on them, add sort of job opportunities, you know, some of the social events. So it's kind of complemented my sort of entrepreneurial pursuits. And then the Africa Business Club, I think that one has definitely taught me how to work in a, a team effectively. And I feel like that's probably done more in terms of the soft skills aspect of things as well. And also um, knowledge sharing and also really seeing how other people lead and taking some of the positives from leadership skills and sort of taking them on board. That has been a really wonderful opportunity there. And both of them have complemented each other as well, because I actually, for International Women's Day, I hosted an event where we did a cross collaboration. So really, I was able to sort of showcase myself from the Imperial NBA Women's side and then the Africa Business Club side. That was that, that was amazing. Awesome. And I believe you are now one of our award winning students. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> I, I am happy to announce that I was, I received the, the award for the Forte E.D. Hunt Inspiration Award. And that was because of some of the work uh, myself and also Aoife, who was also on the executive board, we both received to sort of champion, you know, business and women within the in business schools, champion new initiatives and really promote women in the workforce and different topics that are um, quite pertinent to general um, social issues, for example, salary, making sure that we are on the same path as, I guess, men in the workplace. So, I, um, yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, in fact, when I received the nomination, it was in the beginning of this year, I was having one of those days, you know, when you're, <laughs> you think, oh, do I need to do all what I'm doing? And it was a really tough day. So I got the nomination. I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm surprised, like, you know, someone is like, you know, um, this is what I'm doing. I, I was really <laughs> taken aback. I was quite emotional because of uh, my journey pre-MBA, you know, having quit banking to sort of try entrepreneurship. Um, you know, it's obviously very, very difficult. So just to know that, you know, whenever you're signing or whenever you're doing something and you think no one is observing, people are. So for me, that award was, was very emotional for me. Um, and I was very appreciative. And it was really because of my cohort. Um, you know, I was nominated. So I'm, I'm really happy to sort of represent the women in the NBA and also Imperial in general. Brilliant. Absolutely noticing. And um, this is the final question. You'll be pleased. The grilling is, is soon over. Um, but probably one of the biggest ones, if you're an incoming student, why should MBA students take up leadership positions during their studies? Having a leadership position is, is such an incredible opportunity for you to channel some of the goals that you came into the MBA and um, into those sort of respective positions. You know, I came in with some clear goals and I've been able to sort of attack them through the respective leadership positions I've held. Um, so it's very important for you, you know, soft skills, business skills, you will learn that. And you won't just learn that from your position, but from observing other people um, and seeing how other people work effectively. One of the things I've learned how to do is sort of be very efficient because I've sort of copied the way people have attack problems and yeah just really just learning from other people I think that's the most important thing that you get from a leadership standpoint amazing Alberta just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me today and telling all these new incoming students about your incredible journey that you've had um I'm sure they will appreciate hearing your experience thank you very much I mean it was a pleasure being so invited to this podcast I think that's probably one of the goals ticked for the year for the MBA so thank you very much for that <laughs> done exactly done <laughs> 
I've been your host, Julia McShane, and once again, thanks to our guests, Clara and Alberta, for sharing their imperial experience. Join us again next week for the final episode in this series on balancing part-time study with working full-time, again, from the people who know best, our brilliant students. In the meantime, head to the Imperial College Business School website to find out more about our programmes.